pretty much every city has kids' birthday parties, superhero parties, princess parties, where you're act. You're um, sometimes it's a full thing where you you got a head on and you're just inside the the character. Other times it's your actual face, but you're in a in a Superman suit or a Batman suit or something like that. Welcome to Inside the Audition, the podcast where we go behind the scenes for a deep dive look into the world of auditions. I'm Joe Lars Larson, creator of Actors Audition Club, an international community helping actors book your dream roles in TV, film, and theater. And I'm Brandon Knox, actor, producer, and co-host. Each episode, we chat with actors and industry professionals to share their audition experiences, insights, and advice. We provide actors with actionable tips, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your auditions. We demystify the often intimidating and misunderstood world of auditions to help you succeed. So whether you're just starting out on your acting journey or you're a seasoned pro, Join our Actors Audition Club members as we go Inside the Audition. Welcome, everyone. Welcome on Facebook. Welcome on YouTube. This is episode 133 of Inside the Audition. We got a doozy today. This episode is going to make you money. Money, 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 money. That's right. If you're an actor and um, you're, maybe, you, maybe you already are working full-time in, in, in the industry and you want to make more money, uh, or you're uh, stuck in that phase in your career where you're still working uh, Joe job, an unrelated industry job. Maybe you're one of those classic actors when you tell someone you're an actor and you say, I'm an actor. And they say, oh, yeah, what restaurant do you wait at? Um, and you want to get out of your soul sucking job. Maybe you're in customer service. Maybe you work at a call center. All the shitty jobs that you don't like and uh, all the reason that you joined or became a, an actor in the first place is to avoid that track of a Monday to Friday job that you hate and living for the weekends. Today's episode is we're going to share 10 ways that actors can use their skills to make more money. It's 10 side hustles uh, aside from principal acting work. So that's what today's episode is all about. And by the end of the episode, probably uh, many of you are going to have one if not more of these options that you can start immediately, like literally this week. This isn't something where we're going to give you tips where you got to go to school for six months or you got to take an extra program or accreditation to uh, get a certificate. This is literally 10 things that you could start today, uh, even by the end of today. You could probably do a Google search and apply for some of these and by the end of the day have, be making more money in one of these side hustles. So if you are one of those people who likes money, wants more money to uh, do the things you want to do with your family and your life and um, buy nice things and have great experience. Today's, is, uh, today's episode is the episode for you. Uh, but first, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to remind you we have a fantastic audition workshop. If you missed the live workshop for Audition Hero, it is still available for free online uh, you can go to laughingvikings.com slash audition hero, and you can learn how one actor went from stressful DIY self-tape auditions to booking a role in a Hollywood blockbuster plus two series leads in less than a year uh, using these tips and skills and, and techniques that we're going to share in the workshop with you. Uh, Brandon, you can bring that page up. Mm-hmm. So just to give you a sneak preview of Audition Hero, uh, if you scroll up, we did three live trainings back in, uh, I think the last one we did was July, but all the replays are available. 
And inside those trainings, if you want to bring up training number one, There we go. Uh, on day one, we talk about how you can start your hero's journey and elevate your audition mindset. Uh, as you know, everything starts up here. Thoughts are things and uh, everything you do in your life begins as a thought. So if your mindset is fucked up, you will be fucked up and so will your career and so will you be so will your audition. So uh, day one was all about how to master your mindset and elevate your auditions. Training two we spent some time busting the top five acting myths and helped actors create your own audition checklists that will help you find, shoot, and book your dream role in TV, film, and theater. And the third training video is talking about how to create your own big picture transformation and smash through your own career obstacles with Actors Audition Club. Uh, so you can get instant access to that free training. This is honestly something that we should be charging for and we will be charging for. Probably be either $297 for the three days or $97 at the, at the least. But right now it is free for you. Uh, and you can learn the strategies, systems, and processes that today's working actors are using to elevate their auditions and ultimately book more roles in television, film, and theater. And you can go to laughingvikings.com slash audition hero right now and you can register for that and get instant access to those three amazing days of training uh so do that now or do that later but now is the time we're going to share 10 ways count them 10 ways that you as an actor can use your acting skills to earn more money 10 side hustles uh, aside from principal acting roles. Obviously, if you're watching this right now, you're either a working professional in the industry, maybe you've been working in the industry for many years, or maybe you're newer and you're looking to break in the, into the industry. You've just finished TV film school or a, a theater program, and uh, you're working on figuring out how to wait, make your way in the industry. The ultimate goal being to be a series lead or a lead in a feature uh, film, a TV series or a theater production as a principal actor. But along the way, a lot of the times you got to figure out how to make money and you got to figure out how to pay your bills um, until you can be working full time in the industry and get your income up. Uh, we all get paid amazing when we are on set, but the challenge is uh, until you're on set enough times that it's going to cover your yearly income, you got to find other jobs and what we would like for you is that you don't have to do any soul-sucking jobs like, um, and I shouldn't say that waiting is a soul-sucking job or uh, customer services soul-sucking. Um, anything can be soul-sucking and anything can be um, um, very fulfilling for you. But if you are in positions right now where you don't like them and you're, you're dreading the alarm clock in the morning and you're living for the weekends, uh, and you're frustrated and struggling. Oh, one second. My, my door just flew open. Hang on. The acting ghosts must know we're on the right track. And we're back. Yeah, that was a comedy <laughs> alley ghost right there. Um, so if, <laughs> if that's you and uh, you're looking to, to get out of those unrelated industry jobs and work more in the industry and at least use your acting skills, I think the more that we can... Uh, work in the industry uh, on our way to those lead roles or at least use those skills that, that you've, we've learned as actors and performers, uh, the better rather than doing unrelated things. Uh, so here's the list of 10 ways and there's more. There's probably 50. And I know that um, a, a lot of times, especially right now, there's talk of the economy and there's the talk of um, 
uh, what do you call it? Recession and depression and all that stuff. And, and uh, even in the acting world, uh, there's lockouts happening in the commercial world where actors aren't having access to uh, union commercial auditions. Um, and there's always going to be things like that. There's always going to be um, market and societal related things happening economically. But that doesn't mean that you have to just bow your head and, and be like, oh, well, this sucks. I guess I can't make money. Um, there is at all times infinite abundance in the world. And for those who are go-getters and for those who really want it, there's a million ways to make money. Never has there been uh, ever a time in history where it's easier to make money. And mostly all you need is this. Uh, but uh, we're going to go through those with you. So number one, uh, and this cert I should say this certainly isn't the limit. So if you're, if you're listening right now and you have other ideas and, and other things that you've worked on, share those in the comments. Um, and some of the specific resources, we might share some of the websites specifically, but a lot of this stuff is just going to be a Google search in your own city. So we'll give you the prompt and the idea, then it's going to be your job to go into Google and look in your online directories in your own market, in your own city, and find these opportunities that are appropriate for you and your geography. Um, but we'll get you started. So number one is you can work as a host or an MC. This can be wedding MCs. Uh, there's tons of corporate and charity events. Uh, actors generally have a lot of charisma, uh, especially comedians. Everyone wants a, a funny host and a funny MC. And if you've been to a lot of weddings and if you've been to corporate and charity events, sometimes the host is just brutal where it's like, did you hire like the world's most um, introverted librarian to MC this wedding or someone's mm -hmm. drunk uncle? Um, so you can work as a host, you can work as an MC. Um, now this might involve a little bit of work as far as you marketing yourself. You might have to make a, a little one page bio. Uh, you might need to reach out to companies, but you can start with your own social media and just put out a post, say something and, and all of these, I'll just give you a, a quick outline. You could be something as simple as, Hey, a lot of people have been asking me if I'm available to host and MC any events. And the answer is yes. If you have a, a wedding or a corporate event or a charity event where you need a host and an MC to up the energy and increase the energy and make your event more fun, send me a DM. And you can start with your own personal, um, what do you, your own personal network. So you might know right now 10 people who own companies or are higher ups in, in HR or maybe even the CEO of certain companies. Uh, maybe you're involved with charities and you're involved with uh, some companies and start there and, and grow. And at the at the max level, you can create a, a fancy uh, one page website uh, or add a page to your own website that says you're available. Um, but people who can speak, people who are well put together, people who have charisma, people who can learn lines um, like an itinerary or learning names of the people in the wedding or learning the company objectives. Uh, all those things are relatable skills for actors and performers. So why not host and MC a corporate event? And those things can pay really well. They can pay 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, 1500 bucks, um, which is pretty comparable to working a day on set as an actor. So I think that's a great opportunity. I've hosted an MC's weddings, corporate events, charity events. Brandon, have you ever done any of that? No, I've never hosted anything. 
Not yet. Well, uh, but I'm playing go. an MC for the upcoming pantomime of Princess and the Pea. Well, there you go. And so yeah, that yeah. will be my first experience I'm seeing. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's a great opportunity. So these, again, some of these are going to work for you. We'll mention one and a light bulb is going to go off and you're going to go, oh, my God, why am I leaving all this money on the table? And for some people, maybe that's not your jam, but we're going to give you 10 of them. And if you find one or two of these that work for you, it can be a, a, an entirely new income stream for you and maybe enough that uh, you can replace one of the jobs that you don't like doing and just do things that you love. Uh, number two, you can work as a corporate speaker or corporate trainer. Uh, a lot of the times, these big corporations, they need someone to come in and, again, up the energy. Um, you've seen people do things like TED Talks and TEDx, TEDx Talks. Uh, often they're doing corporate training um, where they need someone with, some, again, some charisma to come into these training events. Uh, improv training is often used in a corporate setting as team-building events. Uh, so if you put together a keynote uh, speech or you have a topic that you're very passionate about, uh, you can put together and uh, that could be a 15 minute talk, could be a 30 minute talk, could be a 45 minute talk, sort of like your own one person show, but tailored to the corporate world. And the nice thing about the corporate world is the corporate world has money. So you may be, one, of, of course, the ideal thing is you put together your one woman or one man show one person show on Broadway in a theater setting. But uh, to ramp up to that, you might have opportunities to work as a corporate trainer or a corporate speaker where you have your, your keynote idea and you put together a presentation and you come in and, and you help that company uh, with team building or with certain uh, corporate training uh, and have a lot of fun with them. And I know, especially improv, uh, that's a big uh, opportunity where they're looking to liven up a whole division or they're just feeling that everyone is stiff in the company and no one's getting along and they, they book an improv uh, person to come in and run an improv workshop uh, in a corporate setting. So I think mm -hmm. that's also an amazing opportunity for people and a lot of money available there too. Uh, number three is teaching. Uh, if you're an actor, especially if you've worked in the industry for a long time and had some wins and successes yourself, uh, especially if you've gone through your own training programs, TV, film uh, school, theater school, conservatories, um, you know a ton that uh, you can help and, and teach others. You could be teaching kids classes. Uh, you could be teaching introduction classes. Uh, sometimes it's opportunities for people who they're not really looking to do uh, acting as, as a full-time career, but they like the idea of it as a hobbyist. Maybe they want to break out of their shell. Um, so there's adults out there who are interested in, in learning a little bit more about the industry. Um, you might also have a special skill. If you have accents, certain accents, uh, whether it's your native accent or something that you've learned yourself or a special skill like stage combat, um, dancing, uh, what else? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Those are the ones that, yeah, horseback, horseback riding, like literally anything, any sports mm -hmm. thing that you do, you could be teaching that. Um and, and one thing I'll say, there's a lot of people have imposter syndrome when it comes to teaching, thinking that, oh, my God, I'm not a world class teacher. I'm not the number one person in my industry. Uh, if, if there's people in, in famous people in master class uh, programs teaching this subject, who am I to teach this? 
And you don't need to, to think that way. I think um, as long as you have a passion for helping other people, it really doesn't matter what level you're at. There's someone newer than you and less experienced that, than you that can use your uh, experience and use your coaching and teaching to help them get to at least to where you are faster. And uh, someone that I've, uh, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard someone say, every one of us is perfectly positioned to coach and or teach someone to get from where we were to where we are now. So if all of us look back and say like, where was I 10 years ago? Well, I was just breaking into the acting industry and didn't know any of this stuff. And now I've got 10 years experience, um, booked tons of roles. I've gone through training classes and other courses and workshops. So all you ever need to do at worst case is think back where were you five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Can you help someone get from that point to where you are now in a faster, uh, short, shorter amount of time? Um, and I think the answer is yes to everyone. So um, and sometimes people hear that saying of like uh, those. What, what is the stupid saying? Um, those th those who do do and those who can't teach or something like that. Do. Yeah, those who can do and those who can't teach. I think that's total bullshit. And um, I think teaching does require a, some special skills. It's like you, you got to have an energy and a passion to be helping people and a methodology and, and uh, a system or some process uh, outlines and like a curriculum or something, some structure that you need. But I think some of uh, teaching is not for everyone, but um, mm -hmm. it's certainly not a situation where just because you're teaching means that you've given up on your acting dream or you're not, um, you're not cut out. Like I think a lot of people sometimes feel like, oh, if I'm teaching someone, that's going to signal to the world that I've given up on being an actor myself or a dancer or a writer or whatever the art is that you're pursuing. People often associate teaching with, oh, they've decided to give up on their dream and now they're just teaching people how to do it. I do think that mm -hmm. you should be teaching things that you yourself have done. I think it's very difficult to teach someone uh, to do something that you've never done. Um, there's some um, lack of alignment there, but as long as you're aligned with with what you're teaching and what you've done and what your experience is, I think there's opportunities for everyone there. And you don't need to hear those imposter voices. Um, and you, I mean, you can hear them, but you don't need to listen to them. Uh, teaching kids, intro classes, teaching your own special skill, uh, and that that can be again start simple. If, if, if this is overwhelming and you're like, Oh my God, that means I got to make a website and I got to do a photo shoot and I got to get a professional copywriter and I got to uh, make, um, I got to make sales videos and I got to create a curriculum and do all that. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can do that on the fly and say, Hey, listen, everyone. Um, a lot of people have been asking me about teaching X, Y, Z. I've decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my intro class. This is the first time I'm ever going to do it. So as a result, I'm going to make it available for half price. Normally, I would charge $500 for this. I'm going to charge $250. Or normally, I would charge $100 an hour. I'm going to do this for $50 an hour. And you can that's a way to start doing it. Um, and the nice thing about that is you can develop the curriculum somewhat on the fly and you can see what works. You can just ask the people who sign up, okay, what are your problems? What are your obstacles? What are your struggles, challenges? What do you need help with? And you can tailor design your program 
on the fly with these people and adapt and build it based on what they need help with and, and what they want uh, and get feedback from them. And I would also implore you to say, if, if you're giving, if you're doing this for the first time, tell them the only, um, the only catch is at the end of the program, I would like a testimonial in exchange for the fact that I'm doing this for the first time and offering this for half price. Uh, I would like a testimonial so that you can build up a testimonial. Uh, rather than, again, a lot of people think, oh, I got to spend six months developing an online course or I got to spend all this. I got to make 20 videos online and spend six months only to find out that nobody wants what you made. So you could just you could do something called the shot across the bow where you on social media just say, hey, what do you guys need help with? I've been thinking about teaching this, this, this and this. Uh, who's interested? Um, and then when the people come in and say, all right, I got eight people who are interested. Normally in the future, I'm going to charge X dollars for this. This is the first time offering it. So as an intro level, I'm going to do it half price, but I would like a testimonial. And at the end, I would like some feedback to, uh, to help me um, optimize this program and optimize this training. So there's, there's ways to get started without feeling overwhelmed. You could start again, you could, you could literally make a Facebook post or an Instagram post today and someone's in your DMs. And even if that's one-on-one, one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one is a great way to start because you can give that person extra attention. Uh, you don't have the, um, uh, some of the, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, pressure of, Oh, I'm doing this to 10 people and I've never done this in, in front of 10 people here. And I'm, I'm coaching and teaching this big class. You start one-on-one -on -one with someone, you might know someone who just on the side wants to learn some of this stuff and you just coach them one-on-one -on -one as their own personal trainer. And that gives you an opportunity to, to practice and uh, give them special attention with what they need. Um, and speaking of that, actually, uh, Brandon, you've started to do that here at uh, Actors Audition Club. We're running Tuesday uh, classes and Thursday classes, tune-up Tuesdays and thespian Thursdays. Uh, and Brandon is mm -hmm. one of our directors who um, you, you haven't necessarily had uh, a ton of formal teaching training where you're teaching groups, but you've coached and uh, trained people one-on-one -on -one here in their audition sessions, helping them with their self-tapes. So all that is, is now you're adapting that to a group setting uh, and working with a group mm -hmm. on Thursdays here. So anyone in the Toronto area who wants to join our Thespian Thursdays, uh, Brandon's helping run those. And online, uh, we're going to run those for everyone globally who's a member um, or a non-member. Uh, you can go to laughingvikings.com slash workouts. Uh, we do those 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and Brandon, you had the opportunity to do that last time. So you're, you're a perfect testimonial to how you can do something that maybe you have never done before, but you have all the skills and training mm -hmm. and knowledge that you can pass on to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And like... I always like to think of it as the the more lessons or more mistakes, the more lessons you've learned. And I, right. I, I've fumbled a lot throughout my 21 years of doing this right. profession and doing this uh, as a practice. And like uh, we we all learn as we go, right? The more the more right. we do, the better we we grow, the better we learn, and and if we do it together, the better we are as a whole. Yeah, I mean, literally a great name for a course could be here are the top 15 things I fucked up as an actor and how to avoid them. 
These are the nine mistakes <laughs> I made during my acting career and how you can avoid them. It's like that. Some yeah. of the fastest ways you don't need to teach every everything to everyone, but if you help them uh, fix or avoid one pitfall or one mistake, you've done them a huge service that they may have never learned, or they would have had to learn by making the mistake themselves. Uh, so there's tons of opportunities there. Um, up next, number four is modeling. Uh, and this is really interesting. Um, and the modeling industry has changed a lot. It used to be like you had to be the, the, the 10 out of 10 model and uh, the most beautiful person in the world. Uh, but modeling has changed and represent representation has changed. So if you're an actor... Uh, you're probably, if you have an agent, you're probably being represented for TV and film and theater opportunities, but usually it's separate agencies for modeling. So there might be an opportunity for you to join a modeling agency. And all of a sudden you're also going out for print jobs and digital jobs. Uh, often there's, you see ads and, and um, on the internet or on the side of buses and billboards uh, where they're not necessarily actors. They're just people smiling, wearing the clothes or doing the thing. Uh, it's not always, um, it's not always fashion models either. It's just someone sitting at a desk working on their computer. And then that is a, is a, is a recruiting ad for a company. Um, and I think there's more opportunities. It's a lot of fun. Rand's done a print ad, you know, I mean, you're, you're beautiful yeah. and you're, you're so handsome, but, uh, <laughs> but even regular people can end up on those, on those billboards. <laughs> and it's, um, it's just uh, it's it's an extra opportunity, and and you, you might scoff at that, and the imposter syndrome might be like, oh, who am I to model? I'm now I'm thinking of I haven't I've never reached out to any of them, but they nowadays it's all shapes, sizes, ethnicities, um, so you don't have to be that uh, heroin chic waif model that walks down a runway to be a model for for print ads. It's uh, there's catalogs and there's online ads and and posters and all that kind of stuff um, sometimes they'll take those stills from the commercial shoots where they will be using an on-camera actor who's got lines and then at the end they'll they'll take some stills out of it and then they'll turn that into the the print ads but a lot of the times it's just a completely separate gig so um, and how would you do that you just google in your area modeling agencies print modeling agencies advertising modeling agencies and then they usually have a submission. You probably needs means you need to have photo a photo shoot done. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, always a great thing to have fresh headshots and maybe some lifestyle sh uh, lifestyle shots of you full body hanging out in some cool uh, cool scenarios where they can see all of you and get a vibe for you. And that might be enough to be added to a roster. But especially if you got some kind of unique look. Uh, unique hairdo, unique um, so, something unique about you. Um, I think there's always opportunities for that. So check out modeling opportunities. Zoolander, and you can give them your blue steel. There you go. There's my blue steel. Uh, number five, uh, there's opportunities to work as a brand ambassador and work at uh, what are called corporate activations. Uh, and a lot of the times, just to explain what these are, is... Um, company is uh, wanting to get free samples out or they have a new program or new product out. So they'll, they'll be trade shows or just local events like down in the town square or at a market. They'll set up a booth, a kiosk. And who do they want? They want outgoing, charismatic people to engage the public, to dish out their samples, 
maybe you have some talking points to to run somebody through the outline of this new cable package or this uh, this new um, fantastic food thing or whatever it is. Um, but those happen all the time. And those usually pay the ones I've seen are usually 25 to $50 an hour, depending on the company and what you're doing. Uh, they can be long days. Often they're, they're outside, but um, often they're longer gigs too. That might be for like a full trade show where um, some company Mercedes will need you at the car show in your area to man their booth, hand out flyers, chat people up, draw people in, be charismatic, be an ambassador for the company. Um, so you can use a lot of the skills that you've developed as an actor, as a speaker, as a performer, um, as a storyteller to engage people, because that's what we're doing on screen is we're engaging people. We're telling compelling stories and uh, corporations, they need those people to speak to the public in person sometimes too. So again, I would Google brand ambassadors plus your city or Google corporate activations, uh, and you'll find uh, a lot of the times those are agencies too, sort of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sort of like temp agencies where you'll just go on a roster and they'll send you uh, email blasts saying, hey, we got this campaign coming up. Are you available for these dates? This is what it pays. You say yes, and then you show up and you make your $25, $40, $50 an hour to do those. Uh, so huge opportunity there too. Have you ever done that? No, no, no. I've done some of that back in the day. I've actually done. Uh, I've, I think I've done all of these except for uh, except for modeling so far. Um, number six is mascot work. Uh, and there's uh, so mascot meaning you're in a wacky suit. Maybe you're the Easter Bunny or you're Super Mario or you're a sports mascot. And there's opportunities to do this. Uh, pretty much every city has kids birthday parties superhero parties princess parties where you're act you're um, sometimes it's a full thing where you, you got a head on and you're just inside the the character other times it's your actual face but you're in a in a superman suit or a batman suit or something like that or a, a princess um uh what is it like frozen is a is a pretty good example like the the amount of uh is it elsa elsa the amount of elsa's elsa. at at eight-year-old girls' birthday parties and boys' uh, birthday parties. Like, literally right now, there's probably uh, Elsa performing at a birthday party, making 50 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour. Um, and the other opportunity is sporting events. There's a lot of uh, – it could be the big leagues or your local minor league teams often will have a mascot, and often they'll pay. They might pay 100 bucks a game or something like that, plus you get free tickets. Maybe you get a lunch while you're there. And what you got to do, you got to run around the stadium and hype up the audience, uh, throw out T-shirts with your T-shirt cannon, give kids uh, candy and, and merch and all that kind of stuff. So those can be super exciting and really fun. And, and they, um, they can pay again. I think they usually pay somewhere between 50 and 100 bucks an hour. Uh, sometimes you might need a vehicle if it's the birthday parties. Uh, occasionally you might need a vehicle mm -hmm. so you can travel, uh, but not always. Um, I'll get, and I'll give people watching in the Toronto area right now, look up, um, MM entertainment, um, Melanie, who is a regular here, um, Melanie McGregor runs that company and she has all kinds of corporate events that she runs. Sometimes she needs dancers. Sometimes she needs princesses and superheroes and mascots. Uh, sometimes it's at nightclubs 
where they just need their, they want to fancy up the night. So they have dancers run, run around every, every half hour, every hour for this big event, or they have, um, uh, I did one at, it was at Cabana. I think it was at Cabana pool bar a few years ago. And it was literally a bunch of super Mario Nintendo characters. And every half an hour, there would be there was a sort of a, a, a marching band and these characters, and they would just do a lap or two every half hour around the the pool bar, a nice fancy outdoor pool pool bar. But everyone's partying and drunk, <laughs> and uh, and these mascots would just go dance, and everyone would be like, "Oh my God, it's Mario!" And they would dance with Mario, and they would take pictures and selfies, and it was crazy. But it was a really really fun gig. Uh, in that one, I actually I wasn't a mascot. I, no, I was the Wrangler. They so they also need human modding <laughs> yeah. costume to make sure that these people. Sometimes the uh, visually, it's kind of tough to navigate. Um, what's that? Your peripheral vision is yeah. almost completely yeah, gone yeah. when you have the big heads on. Yeah. So often at, at these bigger events, you'll often you'll have a a. a, a human handler outside of a costume to do two things to guide mm-hmm. you the right way make sure you're not falling downstairs or falling off a balcony uh, but also if in the case of club and nightclub sometimes people when they're a little tipsy get a little uh grabby or uh or shovey so it's also to mm-hmm. make sure that you're safe in those as well too so uh, but yeah that was like a four-hour gig i think i got paid a couple hundred bucks to be there and i was literally like um bodyguarding Mario brothers and, and other cartoon characters mm-hmm. and people loved it. People f- were freaking out. They were like, Oh, people were dancing with them all. And, and uh, in some case twerking and grinding with some of these characters. Uh, so it's super <laughs> fun. Um, so yeah, check out mascot work in your area. And, uh, and a lot of those can be ongoing gigs. Um, we know some people, um, Steve Hobbs, uh, Al Val, mm-hmm. Um, they've been mascots for um, minor league uh, teams for the entire season. So like every home game, they got that gig. They go there for a couple hours, get the vibe of the crowd, get to have lots of fun, goof around. Uh, and that's potentially way better than working in a call center or, uh, or serving if you don't like serving. So uh, mascot mm-hmm. work. Yes. Uh, number seven. Uh, this is one that's a little more traditional, but uh, if you haven't done it, it's an opportunity is uh, to work as an actor as background or extra work. Um, and there's always productions in, in big cities. There's big productions happening and they have crowd scenes. Um, uh, they have jail scenes where they need to have 500 people who are prisoners, um, all kinds of different stuff. Like anytime you've seen crowds, chances are that those are paid actors. Every once in a while, there's like guerrilla shooting where there's just, those are just the actual people on the street. But for the most part, they're paid background actors. And I think that's a great way to get on set, especially when you're new. It's a great way to get on set, start to get the lay of the land, start to figure out how bigger sets work. Uh, I know for me, I did that early on. Um, and you can do it for TV shows, for feature films, and for commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, one caveat, though, is if you're an actor looking to work as a principal actor, meaning with lines on camera, featured up front, uh, versus the background, um, there's there's something to say for not burning yourself uh, in background and extra work. But 
for commercials, they're usually a one day shoot. And if you haven't been booked for that commercial, chances like they've already booked the people for the commercial. So if you have a background opportunity, who cares? You can go work and sometimes background on commercials pays 250, 300, 400, 500. Um, and for feature films, chances are by the time they're booking background, they've booked all the roles for the feature film that are speaking roles. Uh, the difference would be if it's a TV show shooting in your area and you do have a principal agent, you might talk to them first about that that show because if you've been seen and featured on camera as background, chances are they can't use you as a, as a principal actor. So you could just mm -hmm. kind of burn yourself uh, and make yourself unavailable, which... Um, if your main goal is to be a principal actor, you don't want to take that away from you. And your principal agent is not going to like that either. So, uh, but there's some shows where maybe based on the, the world of the show, maybe you would never be booked as uh, the lead because you're not the type of person that is in that show at all, but maybe you could be a, a background in that show. And often for movies and TV shows, there's what's called continuity background where they'll hire you, mm -hmm be the background for the for the whole entire show. And an example might be if it's a prison related show and the leads are prisoners, well, they might book all of the background actors to, to be in the world of the prison, all the other prisoners to just be there. So you start to see familiar faces. You don't have lines, but it's the familiar gangs and the familiar people in the yard and in the cafeteria. Um, but then the, the, the leads are the leads, but you're there in the world mm -hmm. every day. And uh, that can be a good chunk of change for you, especially if you're a union um, that can pay really yeah. well working, working union jobs. But uh, yeah, non-union, non I think background is usually around 200, maybe 150 on the low end for an eight hour day, mm -hmm. up to 250, three, 350. Uh, if you have special skills and your background, but you need to have like weapon skills, gun skills, horse skills, all of those would pay higher. Um, and uh, obviously uh, more if you're in the union as well, too. So there's uh, some extra incentive to be in the union. You can really bank some good money. I've had friends work on union sets um, where there was overtime and meal penalties and the day ended up being like a 16, 17, 18 hour day. And they ended up getting like an $800 paycheck for that one day uh, to sit in a stadium and be a fan at a game. You know, that's a, yeah. that's a pretty easy day. Uh, again, not if that's not your primary focus and your your goal long term is to be on set as the the leading actor. That's amazing, but on the way there, you got to pay some bills, you got to get some experience, you got to get the lay of the land and figure out how big um, big Hollywood blockbuster sets work. Then that's a great way to ease yourself into it. Uh, you've done background, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did a lot. Yeah. I, it's been a it's been a while since I've done it because um, my focus is on principle, but. Uh, I don't have anything against it. And I think it's a great opportunity. I think you just need to be mindful of, is it a show that you want to get on? Uh, then you might avoid mm -hmm. those ones. Focus on feature films and commercials where they've already booked all the principal actors. Uh, yeah. And again, Google, if you, if you don't ask around, ask your other actor friends who are in background agencies. It's usually separate agencies who, do, who book the background people. Um, sometimes separate casting directors as well, but a Google search in your area for background acting agencies 
should find some reputable ones, ask around. And yeah, uh, the nice thing about background, you can sign with multiple as well. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think that's the great thing is you can be on multiple agencies um, and maybe that agency has different hookups with different productions. And all of a sudden you're kind of getting multiple opportunities or extra opportunities that you wouldn't if you were just with one agency. Um, but again, I think that's something mm -hmm. that um, you would maybe have a conversation with your principal agent uh, around that. Um, a lot of principal agents will want you to steer clear of that, but I think there's a, a, a way to navigate it so it doesn't affect your principal work as much. Uh, number eight yeah. is standardized patient work. Uh, you may have heard about this or seen this, but this is where you're playing a patient during, uh, often it's during uh, like in med schools, uh, in universities, when they're training doctors and nurses and chiropractors and physiotherapists, where they need people to pretend to act like they have a certain condition or certain symptoms so that the doctor gets practice on people who aren't real patients. Um, and that's a that's a regular work opportunity. And so if you have especially if you have universities in your city, that's a great way to. And again, Google standardized patient or uh, Google your local universities and colleges for any health related programs. And chances are they're hiring actors to be standardized patients. Uh, Scott McCulloch, one of our members uh, uh, here at Actors Audition Club, he does a lot of that work as well. I've done it in the past a little bit, um, but I think that pays probably somewhere between $25 and $50 an hour, depending on what you're doing. And it's kind of cool. And that will, that will feel a lot like an acting gig, like being on um, any of the hospital dramas where you got to come in and they've given you a list of symptoms uh, and a list of conditions and you got to realistically act that out and be a real human being without giving it away or being too over the top. You got to be believable and um, and challenging. So that the doctor, the nurse, uh, whatever the, the, the program is, they got to figure it out and deal with you and gives them practice on, on working with people before they get to the real thing. Have you ever done that? Uh, not as a patient, but I've done surveys and um, tested products before, which is somewhat similar, I think. Right, right. Yeah, and the other thing is it's, it's, it's not the same, it's different, but there's also often medical studies, um, which I don't mm -hmm. know that you need to be an actor to do that kind of stuff, but um, it, it might be one, one step aside. Like if you get in with a standardized patient, they might say like, oh, we, we're doing a sleep study and we want to pay someone – we're going to pay you a thousand bucks to come in and sleep here for the weekend. And we're going to hook you up to all kinds of electrodes and do some tests and inject you with some stuff and see how you see how you react to it. Um, but yeah, if it, if it works out and it's safe then that that's another opportunity too. Uh, number nine is uh, working as crew. Um, now this isn't necessarily using your actor skills, but the great thing about working on crew is you're working in the industry. You can be making connections. You can be learning on set. And the things that you could probably do tomorrow without any extra training are working as a PA, a production assistant, which means mm -hmm. you could be um, just running odd jobs. That might make you the coffee person. That might make you um, helping wrangle the background. If they've got 500 background people, they might need some PAs to help them 
uh, sign in and fill out their forms or shuttle them, uh, like walk them from background holding to to where set is. That might mean helping prepare um, some of the lunch or craft services. Uh, also a driver. Uh, often they just need people to drive minivans and shuttle crew back and forth uh, to different locations. If you have a driver's license um, and work working on locations, which means um, you might be sort of camped out the night before, um, just keeping an eye on the location. That might mean on the day you're um, dealing with things like garbages and logistics and bathrooms and things like that. But you're you're working on the location, taking care of some of the logistics. As far as I know, those three things, aside from a driver's license, you don't really need extra uh, training or certification, but that's going to get you on set. Uh, that's going to get you around other actors and other producers and in the world um, and help you network and help you make connections that could then lead to acting opportunities down the road. Uh, and then um, a, a second layer to this would be to get certified in something industry related uh, like um, there's certification things for uh, how to be a, a, an AD, an assistant director, or how to be a script supervisor, or a big one these days is an intimacy coordinator, uh, where to protect the actors, uh, they have someone come in and, and sort of choreograph um, intimate scenes, love scenes, make sure everything's done safe, make sure everything's done with consent. Um, but for most of those positions, there's an actual certification. Uh, but that might mean... I, I don't know the length of those, but it could be like a weekend course, could be an online thing or like a night class, something that for a few hundred bucks, you can enroll in that. And all of a sudden you learned a new skill that gives you a new certificate to then be booked on all these extra sets, making better money than you might make as a, as a PA or as a more um, lower level uh, position. Uh, so I think working on crew is a great opportunity if, uh, if that's something that floats your boat. You mm -hmm. just worked actually recently. Yeah. What were you doing? Yes, I Talk worked as a camera. Experience. Yeah, you were a camera assistant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was running, I was charging batteries. I was running pieces. I was getting things for actors. I was getting things for other crew. I was, I was a PA and camera person all in one. And, right. and it was great. I learned a lot. And it was, it was definitely an interesting experience seeing it from that other side. Yeah, I think for, for most of us, it's like, I, I'd, I'd rather be on set than doing most things. So if there's a way mm -hmm. to be on set and be around that, like, so most sets have a pretty good vibe. If they're well run, they have positive energy and feels like you're at movie camp and you're around a bunch of cool people making cool things. So at whatever level yeah. you're, you're helping out with that, um, even if your goal is you want to be the star of the thing, um, well, there's you're not going to be the star of everything. So if you can be on crew for some, uh, for some sets and for some productions, then that's going to pay some bills for you, help you make some connections, uh, help you learn. Um, all of those things are great opportunities. Uh, and number 10 is um, we're in a world of social media content creation. That could be creating your own videos, your own podcasts, uh, editing, uh, that could be social media management for small businesses and, and other small companies. Um, that could just be creating your own content uh, rather than wait for 
uh, proper acting gigs through uh, TV and film productions. You could just be making your own little TikToks, your own Instagram reels, your own uh, video series, sketch comedy, uh, your own podcast. Uh, and if it's not your own thing, um, develop a skill or maybe you already have the skill of video editing, audio editing, and you can be helping other other companies. And, and they might even be TV and film editing uh, things or it could be uh, lower level social media uh, content creation. I know, Brandon, you've you never used to be an editor. And then we brought you on mm -hmm. here as a session director. You learn how to edit self tapes and then. From there, you started helping out with the podcast. So now you know how to edit podcast video and podcast audio. Um, so now that's yep. just a skill in your back pocket that you can market yourself. And and I think you're doing it for another podcast, but that's something that you'll, you'll always have. Mm -hmm. And if you were ever in a pinch for money, you could like, but you could just literally DM a hundred podcast accounts on Instagram and be like, hey, I'm available if you need me as an editor. Or you create... You could create a Fiverr or um, what's the other one? Fiverr's one. Um, there's a bunch of sites where you can, as a freelancer, I'm spacing on the other name. Mm -hmm. One is Task Rabbit, uh, but Fiverr is one for like graphic design, for editing, for podcast editing. Um, maybe you're good at making posters, show posters, movie posters, all those little things that. It, yeah, it's not your acting skills, but it keeps you in the world. It's a creative endeavor, um, connects mm -hmm. you with people who are who are in industries that you want to work with. Um, so, yeah, I think with the with the proliferation of social media content, it's like that's always something that uh, if you have the right skills, you can help a lot of people and create a create a profile on Fiverr and say, I'm available to episode to edit your podcast, 50 bucks an episode or I'm available to make posters. So here's my rate. And you just work as a freelancer on the side. Easy, easy. Mm -hmm. um, so that was 10. That was 10 things right there. Uh, and as I go through all those, the only thing I haven't done is modeling. And uh, maybe I did standardized patient work once. Um, but everything else, I've done those along the way and made good money. And I haven't worked... A, a regular like Joe job hourly wage type thing since I don't know probably 2009 or something like that 2010 ish some somewhere around there uh, was the last time I ever worked anything that was totally unrelated to to the industry which is amazing and feels very empowering and and we live in a world of a gig economy right now um, where you can find up these little piecemeal jobs and you add it all together and you're making full-time income. Uh, now it's a little different. Maybe if you're a little older and you got uh, kids and you're looking for something that where you need like, Oh, I need a salary position. Okay. If you need that, that's maybe a different story, but all of these, you can work as side hustles on nights, uh, weekends in between other gigs to uh, help replace some of that income or just create a little more income on the side. And all the while, developing skills that you have as an actor and performer and learning uh, from these experiences, networking with people who are in the industry um, that can help advance your acting career later on. So uh, hopefully, if you've been paying attention, uh, at least a couple of these have sparked your interest. Uh, and what I would like, uh, reach out to us either on Instagram at Actors Audition Club 
or you can send us an email at lol at laughingvikings.com. Let us know if you've used any of these personally uh, or if you have something else that you think you could that we've missed that you want to add to the list. And I think the, the list is probably endless uh, that you could um, find work. Again, we're, we're in a different economy right now where there's just endless gig opportunities, uh, freelance work that you can find um, and make it happen. And you're also not limited to your own geography as well. A lot of these opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you, can, you can be contacting people in other cities and be doing remote work for them, like social media content creation. You, it doesn't, you don't have to look at your local town for that. You could be looking everywhere in the world and, and working with someone across the world on their program, helping them edit, helping them with their um, graphic design or uh, with their audio or, or the one other thing we didn't mention is we mentioned voiceover voiceover is a great work. If you don't have um, mm-hmm. uh, another agent for sp- like uh, often your principal agent will handle voiceover work, but then there's also uh, other opportunities that you might find online to do freelance voiceover uh, work as well too. So um, tons of opportunities there. Yeah. Narration, audio books. There's a website called voices.com voices. One, two, three, mm-hmm. Uh, is another one mm-hmm. where you just create a, create a profile. You have access to other gigs. Um, and especially if you land a regular recurring gig, that can be a, a huge opportunity and recurring income for you. Uh, yeah. So that ultimately, um, ultimately your time is your life, right? And uh, if you're spending a lot of your time doing things that you don't want to be doing, you're really, you're spending your life doing things that you're not that you don't want to do. And at the end of your life, you're going to look back on all that time and be like, Oh fuck, I fucked up. (laughs) I spent a good chunk of my life doing something that I hated. And you only have one opportunity. As far as I know, um, none of us, we don't have definite proof of reincarnation or of alternate lives. As far as I know, we got one shot on earth. Uh, so you want to spend that time doing things you love, doing things you're passionate about. Um, and certainly not doing things that you're begrudging and like nothing good is going to come aside from a little bit of money. Nothing good is going to come from waking up every day, going to something that you, that you dread some drudgery that you're like, Oh, this is just awful. And I hate this. And, and I think about your chicken job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, they were, they were great. They were they right. were really very nice people. Like I, I did I did enjoy working for them, but it, it wasn't it wasn't something that I ever want to do with my life. Right. And like all right. the power to them. I loved each and every one of them. They were great, great people. I, I worked there for three years. Um, but it's and I, I worked in, in meat since I was sixteen years old. So for Right. At least 10 plus years, I, I worked in a meat department. You had the um, skills. Yes. I have, I have the skill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I ever tell I, you I, I applied for Walmart and they denied me saying I didn't have enough meat experience? Wow. Wow. You could open up your own butcher shop. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying, and, and I should say, like, uh, I, I don't think that I don't, I don't put acting or, or, um, arts above other things i think i think you got to find what works for you uh, but i do think if you're in something that you you dread and that you don't like and you think about getting out of it every day you got to do one of two things either you got to change how you look at that job and make it work for you and 
figure out a way to find the positives and the silver linings and and realize, okay, yeah, I don't necessarily love this particular thing, but the money that it's allowing me to make is a stepping stone to get me here and to get me here. You got to either find ways to love it and enjoy it, or you got to find other things to do that you do love. Cause I, I don't think uh, life is short and I don't think, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you should spend too much time doing things that you hate. If you have opportunities or can spend a little time to upgrade your skills and reach out to people. And this list that we've given you right there, hopefully that's a start. Um, and pick a couple of those. And my challenge to all of you and the call to action is pick one of those and decide today's Wednesday, decide by the end of the week, I'm going to take three steps to move me forward in this direction. So you pick one of those, do a Google search, send a couple emails, make some inquiries, add yourself to a roster, make a page, make a post, um, just do a few of those things. And next thing you know, that might be a hundred bucks, might be a thousand bucks, might be a recurring hundred bucks every week, might be a thousand bucks every month. And all of a sudden, one of the part-time jobs you have, uh, you're able to drop it because you're doing something a little more fun. Um, so that's the challenge yeah. for you guys is, is go out there and uh, obviously keep our, our goal here is to be coaching people on their auditions to become leading players in their own mm-hmm. life and leading players on camera and on stage. Uh, but it's a journey. And until you get there, you, you got to make ends meet. And uh, sadly, we live in a world where we need money to pay bills. Uh, so uh, there's the, the 3D reality of, oh, you got bills to pay. Uh, so you got to figure that out. And um, I think it's being creative and being relentless in finding these opportunities. Yeah, you can shrug your shoulders and say, oh, the economy sucks and the industry sucks and everything's tough right now. And if you think that, and that's going to be the truth and reality to you. But the flip side to that is we also live in a more abundant time than ever before uh, with technology and with the wealth creation. There's more millionaires being created. There's more side hustles. There's more gigs. There's more opportunities with social media and with um, with cell phones than ever before. Um, so don't allow yourself to buy into the story that, oh, I have to do this thing that I hate and I'll never be able to do what I want. It's just start, start day by day, week by week, but start now. So pick something from this list by Friday. You got 48 hours, do something to move you forward and then let us know the success stories. Shoot us a DM and say, Hey, I listened to this episode. I did this thing and now I'm making an extra 300 bucks a month doing this thing that I didn't even think of before. That's the challenge to you. Cool. Nice. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Great episode. Yeah. Uh, Bracebridge. Yeah. We'll talk about Bracebridge. Um, it's, uh, it's come down to the wire here tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, March 31st, I'll be in Bracebridge at Bracebridge hall. Laughing Vikings present Sean Cullen is going to be the headliner doing a stand up show there. Uh, you can grab tickets at laughingvikings.com or bbhall.ca. Uh, tickets are selling fast. I think there's still a few left, um, but uh, we're thinking that it's going to be a sold-out show. It's a small venue. I think there's only about 60 tickets. And last I heard, uh, around 40-ish, maybe 40-plus were sold. So we're coming down to the wire. Uh, Sean Cullen, who's one of the funniest people in the world, uh, I'll be there as well opening and hosting the show. Uh, going to be a great show. So grab tickets to that. Uh, and of course, for those of you who are looking to up-level their auditions, if you're struggling with your self-tape auditions, 
Uh, if you're spending too much time at home or having to bug your family members and friends, or you're always having to reconfigure your uh, furniture at home and you're looking to find a location. And every time you get an audition from your agent doing the self tape stresses you out, we can help. Uh, we help actors, professional actors uh, shoot their auditions without stress, without tech troubles, without bugging friends or family. So that you got somewhere reliable and consistent and professional to help you elevate your performance and ultimately book more roles in TV, film, and theater. Uh, so you can go and you can get help uh, as a member or not. Uh, you can, if you're not a member with us, we'll still help you with uh, with your one-off auditions as they come. Go to laughingvikings.com slash auditions. And for those of you, if you have more than one self-tape a month, uh, our membership program is the best opportunity for you. Uh, you can get enrolled uh, we're opening up another five spots uh, before April, and we got April 1st coming up here. Uh, so you can hop on board at laughingvikings.com slash AAC, and you can join. Gives you all kinds of benefits, gives you discount rates on our sessions. Uh, and for everyone who does join uh, for April, uh, we'll give you a bonus of your first audition session free. So you can get enrolled. Uh, and we'll give you your first session on the house here too. So check out laughingvikings.com slash AAC. Enrollment is open and you can uh, join our incredible uh, international community of growth-minded actors who are constantly looking to up-level their auditions and book more roles in television, film, and theater. Nice. All right, Ding. I think that's I like it. That. That's it. I think we did it. Episode 133. Thanks for watching, everyone. Make sure to smash the subscribe button. Uh, we're available on all podcast uh, platforms everywhere. And uh, you can join us live every Wednesday on Facebook and on YouTube at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And you can be part of the show. You feel free to ask questions uh, live on the air and we'll answer them. Or you can send us questions in advance. Uh, and I should mention... Um, this entire episode was stemmed from someone asking about background acting. They were like, what's background acting all, all, all about? How do I get involved? How do I get into it? And we took it nine steps further by adding another nine opportunities that you can do as an actor to make more money and eventually quit your Joe jobs. Uh, so thank you to the person who act, uh, asked the question on background. And thank you to all of our listeners out there in internet land. Bye. Later.